welcome hunters to the Hunter's Hub. Uh, today we're going to be talking uh, a bit about, more about a couple games than anything else, and then uh, some news surrounding them. I guess uh, Persona 5 is getting some updates, right? Yeah, we're entering the, um, the sequel phase between Persona games, so there's spin-offs, there's expansions, there's all sorts of things. Right, and I'm going to talk uh, more about Mortal Kombat, because uh, there was some more controversy surrounding the uh, microtransaction slash grinding stuff. Uh, but uh, before we get into the, all of that, uh, this is your host, Fortwan, and hello, Haru. Ah, I just came back from the Phantom Zone. <laughs> um, uh, I'd like to thank Wolfie Mellon uh, for the music that she provides, and um, yeah, we'll just get right into it um so first things first persona 5 um what's going on so for the longest time it had been teased uh persona 5s there was a teaser website set up for the 24th of uh april yeah. and everyone everyone assumed persona 5s it's gotta be persona 5 switch switch yeah yeah <laughs> I might have played it if it was on Switch too. Might. <laughs> In the most delicious of fashions, mm -hmm. they announced Persona Five Scramble: The Phantom Strikers. And the, the thing is, they started with this ambiguous trailer. It could have been anything. It could have been like a port. It could have been. It was generic enough. Right. Been like anything related. But then they showed like a hundred uh, shadows rushing across uh, a big uh, crossing in Tokyo. And okay. they started musoing and like comboing a bunch of dudes at once. So, and... for those who are unaware of this term, because I was unaware of this term until yesterday, muso is a type of game that, uh, like, was it Samurai Warriors, um, Hyrule Warriors, those kind of games where you fight everything like, with warriors in the title, right? Uh, warriors Oroshi Three or whatever that came out on the Wii U at launch. <laughs> Like these were these games where you're a hero in an army, and you sometimes also have an army, but you're just playing yourself, and you're just destroying an army by yourself. Um, like your Sauron. They're like Lord brawlers with yeah. a lot of mediocre graphics and a lot of things on screen. And they usually have a large roster of characters. Um, usually, I don't. Definitely. I don't, I don't know what the Fire Emblem one. Uh, I know Fire Emblem has a lot of characters. I just don't know how they, I, mean, I didn't play it. So, but um, that trailer was basically nothing. Uh, I wanted to move on to the more exciting news, which is Persona Five: The Royal for PlayStation Four. Um, which means they put a fried egg on it, right? I think they're not putting this one in PS3, although I could be wrong, because Persona Five originally launched cross-platform or cross-generation. Oh, on PS3. Um, yeah, it was. It, oh gosh, it was originally. It's a game. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it was developed for PS3, and then they ported it to PS4 because the because the Persona Studio always puts things out late relative to the generations. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. Like I think, I think Persona 4 was a PS2 game in 2008. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty. That's pretty hangovery. Anyway, um, Persona 5 Royal is an expansion that they've teased this uh, red-headed uh, new student to Shujun Academy, and people were speculating that she was a female main character, like in the Persona 3 Portable version. Okay. But she's actually a new party member, um, so it doesn't look like they're going to any sort of female protagonist, but they are going to add like a new confidant, uh, new whatever her persona ends up being. So a new possible teammate to bring down in the horrible dungeons with you. Yeah. Okay. They are pretty horrible in that game. I'm guessing because I've only seen screenshots and a little bit of video of Persona. I actually have never played nor and am very familiar with it all, but... Hey, I'm glad I got that much out of it. <laughs> not uh, not horrible critically, I mean, but like horrible, like as in yeah, nightmarish. Yes. In a lot of games, there's there's so many beheadings and saw blades and spikes, 
But oh. like it, it really has to hit home for that any of that to register, and that's what Persona does. Which is, gotcha. Um, but yes, she. Uh, they're also adding another uh, confidant, a school counselor who moves to Shujin Academy after the uh, infamous first act of the game, uh, okay. Takuto Maruki, uh, who, it's interesting, they show him in the trailer, they show clips of him talking to An, one of the party members, mm-hmm. which is different than Persona 5, because you're always, as the perspective of the silent protagonist, it's usually one-on-one interactions with party members. So it'd be interesting if you can like play as the the Phantom Thieves going to the counselor <laughs> to deal with all their issues. Okay. I'm not sure exactly how that will work, but uh Yeah, they usually only do like um out of perspective cutscenes for like showing the villains in in the main of Persona five. Okay. Anyway, uh, other features, they've shown a lot of scenes of new areas of the different palace dungeons in the game, like, especially Kamashita had a lot of expanded regions in his, in his castle and a lot of spikes added. <laughs> yes. Add more spikes. <laughs> it seemed good. <laughs> like, alternate routes. It's, it's, I really like that about... Just like when you have a level that you know of in a game, and with an update that like it doesn't just add a new level because it has to be completely new or like distinct from it, but like actually like further uh, um, developing nuances in the level design and adding unex- previously unexplorable areas is an interesting concept to me. Okay. Well, yeah, it's that's always. I mean, that's why. Uh, a little aside, that's why I got back into Titan Quest, right? I mean, it was, I'd play the game off and on for years, and they added a new expansion with a whole new area, and I'm like, okay, I'm back in. So, it makes sense. Like, <laughs> just new stuff to explore in an old game gives you an excuse to go back and do something new. So, I dig it. Also, that thing about, like, going out of bounds in a level. Like, everyone always wants to go out of bounds in Halo levels and things like that. Yeah, what's what's on the other side of the, the boundary, the horizon... You know. There's actually stuff. There, there will be things in this game. Um, and presumably, I would assume, they're going to add a whole new palace to deal with Kasumi and all of her issues. She's dancing ballet, and someone is yelling at her in the middle of broad daylight. Hmm. And she... <laughs> oh my god. The, there's a bunch of new anime cutscenes, too, in the trailer, and she just looks just, like, slack-jawed and, like, like sweat beads on her face, eyes wide, like mouth agape, like uh oh. Like Just she's so off kilter. She's encountering uh some some troubles. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, uh the last few things, there's a new semester. Uh I don't necessarily have to mean much. There's plenty of time in Persona Five where it's just like days for you to explore the social links of the confidants. Mm-hmm. And Raise your stats. So yeah. that's probably a little bit of extra breathing room with the new content. Okay. Yeah, well, that makes sense because I mean you have to you have to manage you have to do a lot of time management from what I understand in the game, right? So uh, giving some more padding for that time management with the new content, I think, is a good idea. <laughs> now you yeah, have I, I don't think. I was always able to complete the palaces like 19 days early, so I don't think it's too bad. Okay. But there is a little bit of that. Like, you do have a stamina meter. When you're going through a dungeon, you have to duck out if you don't uh, restock properly. Right. Um, last couple things. They're adding the Kichi uh, Joji neighborhood of Tokyo as a new region. I think there were three or four... Uh, Different so, areas of Tokyo in the base game. So these are real areas, like in real life. I'm not familiar with Tokyo at all. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think, like, yeah, Persona Five had, uh, I think it was Shinjuku and uh, Akibara, which is the big uh, gaming or like uh, nerd culture market. Okay. 
And the last thing is like new events, like new meetings between the different party members and, you know, oh, and, you know, new combo moves in battle. Okay. Uh, so we haven't seen any new enemies stuff. yet, but. Okay. That's always what gets me excited. There will be. It's just only a turn-based game. Oh, oh yeah. It's not like they have to have bespoke hit detection or anything. Okay. So yeah, I'm just... Oh yeah, and the big thing is it's coming out October 31st in Japan this year and sometime in 2020 for us in the West. Okay, so yeah, next year for us. Hope did they, did they announce the platforms yet or no? Yeah, it's P- PS4. Uh, I think it's just, just just PS4. Okay. All right. Yeah, this whole announcement, I'm almost certain at this point that Sony has an exclusivity deal for Persona Five. Not unusual. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's well, another it's another Iceborne announcement where it's so far out, but I just right. want it so much. Yeah, I'm. I was thinking about Iceborne today. Actually, I was like, I want to know what the new monsters are, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, uh, there's gonna be new new info announced on May 9th, I believe. That's the last thing. Promise. Okay. Well, we will probably report on that if it's true. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't see myself sitting on that news too long before I want to talk about it for sure. Um, so, uh, I, I wanted to get into the Mortal Kombat stuff. Um, so like I said, I've, I've been playing Mortal Kombat. Uh, I've been playing it a lot. Um, but I didn't misrepresent something because it was misrepresented to me by a GameStop employee. Um, the Switch does have the downloadable content. It totally does. Um, GameStop just wasn't selling it that night. So that's... Oh, <laughs> So I ended up getting the PS4 because the PS4 version because a GameStop employee misinformed me. So I was like, uh, okay, like I still wanted to play on the go. So I also bought it on the Switch. So now I have two copies (laughs) and managing two different save files of Mortal Kombat 11. Um, so this gets us. Uh, I'm in a unique position to talk about the 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 microtransactions, like grinding between two accounts now. <laughs> um, so there's oh, been yeah. there's a bit of a controversy that basically um, it takes too much resources to get through the crypt. And the crypt, if you don't know, is this little <laughs> maze where you do stuff uh, where you. Um, you get to unlock... Uh, it's all cosmetics. Um, well, I don't know. It's hard to say just cosmetics sometimes because some of the fatalities and brutalities, actually majority of them, are locked behind this stuff in the crypt. Um, so every character starts out with two fat- two brutalities and one fatality. Um, everyone, everyone ends up with Max having two fatalities and five brutalities. So you got to unlock four more things and you have to find them through the crypt and they're most of the time randomized. You also find gear, um, which gear is just like helps you customize your appearance and skins and all this kind of stuff for all the fighters. And, um, it's always been kind of a thing to, to go through the crypt. I mean, the crypt has been in the game since mortal Kombat four or five. Like it's, it's a pretty old system. Um, maybe even earlier, uh, but yeah, it just it takes entirely too many coins, uh, hearts, which hearts is the big one. Um, you get hearts for doing fatalities and brutalities, and it. Um, Fitting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and before, so they they did a patch to fix things, right? Where they gave everyone five hundred thousand coins. Now, here's the thing: it sounds like a lot, and it kind of is, but you're still like it will take you a good week of grinding to get that much coins. So the grind is still there and the 500,000 coins doesn't even clear like a whole area of the crypt, I would think. Um 
so yeah, there's like all that kind of stuff. Uh, that like there's just a lot of stuff to get, and then there's a third currency I didn't even mention, which is soul coins, which I don't, I don't know. You get ten for winning, I think, a match. That's what I've seen, and soul coins unlock more stuff. So like, there's all these different currencies you use to unlock things in the crypt, and like, so if you want to try to complete it, it's like an insane task right now. Um, and that's got people mad, and they've been calling it like, oh, it's like mobile grinding and microtransactions. Well, <laughs> big misnomer about this whole thing is there you can't buy any of this stuff to, to make it faster. There's nothing you can do with real money to make any of this faster. Um, at all. <laughs> like, it's all just in-game grinding, which... That's a, like a lot of people were like, oh, well, it would take X amount of dollars to finish it. And it's just not true. You can't. You, there's no amount of money you can spend to do that. But. So it's just another it, time when people are upset about uh, the live game's uh, progression being slow so it can artificially extend the content. Right. But I mean, that's the whole point. Right, that's the whole point of having those kind of things. So I don't, I don't, I don't get why people get mad about that. They're not very. It's not like it's. If I guess some people could be mad because it's like, oh, I want this really cool look for Scorpion, but it's in the crypt and I have to find it and it's randomized, so I don't know where to get it and you know all this kind of stuff. Um, like uh, I mentioned, the hearts being uh, difficult to get. Well, before the patch, it was you got one for a fatality, two for a brutality. Now it's three and five, but there, there's these character chests that's like has like, hey, here's a skin and some gear for this character, and they're set. You can actually figure out, okay, this chest is here and it contains stuff for this character. Um, and they're the only things that that I know are set. Like this box has this. Everything else is randomized. Uh, as far as like locations of where things are. If everyone so the were... chests are are certain and everything else is randomized? Yeah, so like everything is a chest, right? You always open up chests and it's mostly coins. There's some that are used soul coins and there's some that use hearts. And the the ones that are 250 hearts, which is a lot of hearts, uh, are set in locations with set content in them. However, all of the rest of the content of the content with a K <laughs> um, in the crypt with a K <laughs> um, is randomized, but um, everyone like it's randomized between people. But if you were to complete the crypt and I were to complete the crypt as and get everything, we would have the same stuff. It's just in different locations. Um, um, yeah, I can see where this is coming from because like gamers just fly into hot take outrage mode whenever they see a treasure chest that is like giving you cosmetic items or things like that. Right, like, but the loot box thing is beyond the pale at this point. Well, see, they've been doing this since before loot box thing was a controversy, and it's just like they're just doing what they've been doing, and it, it kind of blows. I know up it's it's irrationalism. Yeah, and, and even that, it's like some of the stuff you get is kind of dumb too. It's like, hey, here's um, some consumables for the tower, which actually is kind of part of the problem. I guess the towers, I haven't done them too much. Uh, the towers are like, hey, here's like, a, like literally, like, when you go up to it, it's like, here's a tower, and you see on the screen, there's like 10 people in a tower, and you fight your way up to the tower to the top, and you win when you beat all the people. Well, it's like AI. It's not like versus people. So it's versus AI, but like, they have like modifiers. It's like, hey, fire moves do extra damage. By the way, you're fighting Scorpion, who has mostly fire moves. <laughs> like, so like, they have these like challenging like stuff in the towers and, and you know like modifiers to the in the match and that kind of stuff and supposedly they're incredibly hard um so you need the consumables to like which is like stuff that helps you with those fights um to get through them and they're also in the crypt so it's like but like the best way to grind for coins <laughs> is to do these towers so it's like a bunch of like it's a like a slow grind either way. Like you know what I mean? Like you 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 the towers are really hard, but they're the best still the best way to get the content. So I guess uh I guess it's for people who aren't as good at the game that are having problems. I I don't I don't know. I'm not very good at the game myself, so but I'm having fun. Mm. 
But this problem is exacerbated for me because I'm doing it on two different consoles. Uh, the problem is, though, the Switch didn't get this update. So it still only has one and two hearts. Um, it's only I don't have that extra 500,000 coins to work with. Um, okay. Uh, also, it's, so it's behind on a patch. Um, I don't know when we're getting that patch. And the Switch port itself is also required to be online. I guess the PlayStation would be also, but I'm not carrying my PlayStation around. Um, so it kind of defeats the purpose of having it on the Switch to me. Because, like, I can't play in the car. Like, I can't even customize loadouts for my characters. Wait, you can't even play, like, versus the AI? I can. So you can do the story, but you can't do the towers. You can't even do the offline towers, which are, like, the old arcade mode kind of deal. So I can basically do versus AI and, like, straight up, like, a versus mode. Like, you know, like, hey, let's fight player two locally. Like, that mode I can do, and I can do story. And that's it. Like, uh, I can't even, like, you can make custom variations of every character. That's where the cosmetics come in, is mm. like, you can make them, like, hey, here's my variation of Scorpion, and he's called this, and you can switch up special moves and that kind of stuff. You can't even access that content to customize a character on your Switch without it being online, because they can't connect to the server to figure out what you've unlocked. So yeah, that just seems like a weird choice. But I mean, I don't know if you can still play the story offline. That's yeah. So, so speaking of which, I have played through the story again on the Switch um, because you you unlock some content uh, doing that, and uh, yeah, it's still a great story. Uh, I have watched uh, Maximilian Dude play through the story on YouTube. I have like, I have seen this story to his completion three times now. Uh, twice with me playing it. So I'm still advocating it's one of the best game stories I've ever had, but this is also coming from a place of extreme bias. So <laughs> um, well, what, keep that in mind. What what makes it the best? Uh, well, for me, it's um, I always like, I've always liked a lot of the characters. I, I've always felt they've had some good motivations and some interesting choices like there, there's never, um, there's there's never a choice where I'm like, okay, that was entirely predictable, but it may, but it doesn't, but it it makes sense at the same time. Like there's never been a time where, uh, let's say Raiden has done something. I'm like, Raiden wouldn't do that. Like hmm. he, he wouldn't do that. like, but I didn't expect it either. You know what I mean? Um, one of the big things in the story is they talk about... They, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much for those who do want to play through it or watch it or something. But um, to put it uh, to put it in a way that is... Uh, su- what surprised me is I've been a fan of the story personally for a long time. Even in the old like MK2 days. like I cared about the story when it wasn't really that robust. Um but they do some serious callbacks and not like callbacks as in like um callbacks as in like hey this just slight nod there's like no there are things that happened in like one two three deception like all the older games that mattered in this story that stuff that you kind of forgot about or and they remind you right um but it's like they it's kind of weird because like the villain is like, haha, I've been behind the curtain the whole time. And that's not really a spoiler. She says that at the beginning, um, but they show you how, and it's like, Oh, this actually makes sense. Instead of it. I mean, it's definitely retconned, right? Like they, I'm pretty sure they didn't have the villain in mind for the first game. However, they do it well enough that it's believable. And it's like, uh, Christopher Waltz in, uh, inspector. The Bond film, like I am the architect of your misery, right? Or yeah, I mean, well, yeah, a good a good example is like the Matrix architect. Hey, I've been behind this the whole time. It's like, where did this come from? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it's kind of along those lines. But I don't know. I also Kentucky. have a it came from Kentucky. <laughs> um. So, I, but I have a bias. So, like, take my opinion on this with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, so like, 
I'm still playing a lot of it. I'm still learning uh, how to play. My brother is kicking my butt at the game, despite him playing maybe a quarter of the time as me. So, yeah. But, <laughs> and I've expanded, like, my roster of characters that I want to play. So, like, I've now not, I'm not doing five characters. I'm doing, like, eight to ten characters that I'm trying to learn at the same time. Because I just <laughs> like them so much and playing as them. So, yeah, it's been fun. Like, I've really enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, like the grinding is, is still a problem. Uh, it's even worse of a problem on the Switch because it doesn't have that patch yet. Um, and I kind of almost regret getting it on Switch because of the online stuff. Like, I can't I can't really take it on the go. I can basically practice for when I play on the PlayStation. And that's kind of what I've been doing. Like, practicing combos and stuff so that I can learn my characters better when I go play Isn't on the that- PlayStation mess you up though because the button differences a little they're a little different uh not much it's actually easier for me to pull off the combos on the switch because the switch actually has better buttons than the ps4 in my opinion like they actually are more concise when the push down and push up well maybe if you use the pro controller uh no the pro controller isn't as good on the d-pad it's the d-pad that the uh messes me up because the they're straight up buttons on the switch you know it's like the left right down like the left joy con has buttons for the directional pad everything else has this weird uh interconnected like d-pad that you know like kind of rotates or whatever when you press it down like it's it's not separate buttons You, you know what i mean so mm-hmm. the separate buttons really help because moves are like down, down, back, or combos are really like back plus triangle. You know, this is PlayStation talk. Like back plus triangle, X, you know, X square circle, R one plus down forward circle. You know, like they get kind of complicated, and like you can mess up by accidentally rotating a little bit too much on the right on the down so like you'll end up pressing down and right at the same time instead of just down right Uh, so the switch actually does it better for that kind of stuff so i'm learning the combos just but i the playstation i had to sort of be more deliberate i guess um is all so yeah it's uh, i i very much i don't I'm still going to keep playing on Switch, but um, I picked up another game, and I won't talk about it because it's not like a secret or anything. I just haven't played it yet, which is Dragon's Dogma, which was the 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 Capcom's attempt to sell Monster Hunter to the West and not as Monster Hunter. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure it's exactly Monster. I mean, Capcom does make a lot of fighting-type well, games like that. Eh, yeah, but they specifically were trying to appeal to Western audiences with this game because they wanted to do a Monster Hunter-ish game. So they did a lot of more Greek and reference stuff. Like, there's Griffins and Hydra and stuff like that in this game. And, well, yeah. they uh, succeeded in that. Western like game journalists wouldn't shut up about it when they were like, what's Monster Hunter? Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so... Uh, I picked up Dragon's Dogma, but I'm not going to be playing it. Uh, I haven't played it yet. I've still been playing Mortal Kombat instead. <laughs> I bought that so long ago on the PS3 and never got anywhere in it, and now I just have to buy a port, basically, to keep playing. Yeah. But I, I'm interested in the game. It's just I think there's some weird stuff about the low-level controls that I couldn't get to grips with yet. Yeah, like the grappling always seemed weird and that kind of stuff. Um uh, but yeah, that's 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 it for uh, for Mortal Kombat at least. Uh, and you started playing uh, Ace Combat Seven. Now, so, is this the newest one? Definitely the newest one. Okay. Um, just for context, I just wanted to like say the series. It's kind of a unique intersection of things. Um, for reference, flights- I only played number one. Which had none of the story. <laughs> like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And that was PS1. Well, it's, it's definitely evolved over the years to uh, to be a sort of more narrative, uh, more often than not, uh, right. game. I mean, it's not... There's not much. Like, it's... The cutscenes are pretty short. 
but it is narrative driven. There's always like a explanation for things. Yeah. And it's, it's a flight simulator, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's that type of action game shooter hybrid dog and fights and that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely dog fights. It's set in its own original world. It's mm-hmm. sort of like this military sci-fi near future kind of setting. Yeah. It has been for basically, I think, the whole series. I'm not I quite sure. I wouldn't know. I just played Versus mostly in Ace Combat 1. Like, I just... You had some cool jets, and my brother and I shot each other down constantly. That's what lots, we did. Lots of jets. Um, and, oh man, this thing that struck me with... Uh, I was seeing a Let's Play of 5, and now with playing 7, it's just like... The direction of the cutscenes is just so far ahead of most games because like games are like cutscenes i throw characters on screen and animate them and no it's like composition matters pacing matters like the oh, framing yeah. of your shots and the choice of music matters oh yeah and that's why games like last of us are so fucking epic um yeah more, not to bring it back to mortal Kombat, but the, the story does this what you're saying very well like there's some very really like good shots like uh there's a point early in the game where someone dies and like not only is it like oh no they died it's like you see the characters there is swelling music you know the you know all the all the feels <laughs> are there just and, um just like in a movie like if anyone is interested in ace combat 7 or wonders why they would be interested i just go look up a, a video of the opening cutscene of the game just the first uh, two or three minute scene. Just like the amount of storytelling in that, just like the way they do it and the shots they choose, it's really good. Um, I'll get I'll get back to it, but uh, the gameplay is also something that I really appreciate because it's emergent in that it tracks something. It's not like a game where you shoot and then your your bullet is going to disappear after the range expires necessarily. Um, you can do stupid stuff like. Bombs are obviously meant for ground targets, but if you drop a bomb and you if you aim it right, you can like stick it in someone's cockpit essentially <laughs> and like bomb them in midair in some ridiculous way. And if you if you fly too close into an enemy plane, you will hit them and, and die. Um and even little details on the map, like if there's a, a t- low to the ground tunnel. You can even fly through it in some ridiculous fashion and, like, uh, get a a trench run on some ground targets. (laughs) Nice. So it sounds like it's it's really robust on what you can do. It's not just just dogfights, which is what I enjoyed about the first one. But as far as I remember, that's all it was. You didn't have, like, all this other stuff. Yeah, I'm sure they've added a lot of stuff like throughout the series lineage. There's like 14 or so games, and even though there's only seven main series ones, but oh, uh, new to seven, they added a ton of. Cause this is the first game in like nearly a decade for the series. I know that um, five was on PS3 because my dad bought it not that long ago. <laughs> Um, yeah, there was, yeah, they kind of petered out a little bit before the end of last gen, and now they're only just coming back with this one now. Right, yeah. But the big new feature is these, like, volumetric clouds, and their gameplay mechanic, obviously, but, like, they they have to have the graphical prowess to, like, be able to execute these. Yeah. Because you'll actually enter a cloud... And it's like a 3D modeled thing in the sky, and there's there are a bunch of them around, and they provide cover. Like the the main mechanic of the game is this sort of semi auto semi seeking missiles mm-hmm. that you have to like shoot from the right angle to be able to tail someone and hit them with the automatic tracking. But if you're in a cloud, it, it'll throw off the automatic tracking just a bit more than usual. Um. I mean, it obviously gives you visual cover, uh, and there, 
there's there's like a stalling mechanic, and it'll freeze your engine if you spend too long in a cloud, and you like start to fall out of it essentially. Oh, okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah, as if you were just like flying straight up, like an hmm. idiot or myself. <laughs> yeah, I know that is a thing. Um, they that was a that was a thing in the first game even. If you flew straight up, you you would stall out your engines, uh, and you had to like uh, level off or something. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, you had to like get going again, or you're going to crash. <laughs> and I imagine this could have been in like the sixth game or something. But wind currents are a really interesting element because uh, you're actually like you're feeling the rumble on the controller, and you have to like actually fight it as if you're. Your car had a list to the left or right. Yeah. And you had to oversteer to get it back, uh, overcorrect to get it back in line. Yeah. Because they'll literally, they'll literally push your plane around and, like, you know, planes are metal, but, you know, they're, they're little things that, like, that's how physics works. Mm hmm. Hmm. Um, oh man, just the graphics of it. Like, when you, uh, hit an enemy with a missile, you know, explosions, right? Like, the game's about this forever. Right. But out of the explosion, there'll be, like, smoke, and you'll see, like, the fuselage break up, and, like, the wings or uh, different parts of the plane will be flying off in distinct, like, comets streaking through the sky. Oh, man, it's just... Instead of just stock animation of it blowing up, it's dynamic. Yeah, it's there's an animation for it. Uh, yeah. I think there was, I think Ace of Comet Assault Horizon called it, like, uh, uh, oil gore or something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Plain gore. Met metallic carnage, some buzzword yeah. like that. Yeah. But, like, they did, they did spend a lot of effort on it, um, and it, it really adds to the satisfaction of, of, uh, shooting down, like, 20 planes per mission. Yeah. And just the sound design too, you hear it, it's because it's relative audio. So so if you blow up a plane from a distance, you're gonna hear but if you blow up a plane real close, it's you're gonna like feel the the this shock wave. Oh and okay. The same when you fly right by an enemy plane or like r dive right next to the ground and then pull up at the last second. Okay. It's really oh man. I'm not even like a plane geek, but it's just it's it's very adrenaline rush uh, inducing. Okay. Huh. Okay. Um. Uh, and you talk about um. Like I've always enjoyed flight sims. I just don't know why I never continued with Ace Combat from number one. Because uh, like I remember I played. Uh, you you familiar with Blazing Angels? It was a. Uh, I think I played that at one point. Was that I, a World War Two one? Yeah, yeah, it was a World War Two like uh, old planes shooting each other down kind of stuff, and I loved that. In fact, that was one of my favorite games I had on the Wii. Um, and I, I played the crap out of that thing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it sounds actually really interesting. And. Um... Yeah, you can like equip different special weapons as you to to whichever plane you have, and whereas you normally fire like one or like be able to fire two missiles at a time, mm -hmm. one or two, you'll get uh, straight up anime weapons where you can shoot out uh, a cluster of uh, four eight missiles at a time and target eight like auto target several different things. And watch them like <laughs> across the sky, like straight up like Code Geass, like like nightmare flying in, shooting a laser around. Right. And I haven't gotten there yet because I'm only in the fifth mission or so. But apparently, in the later game of Ace Combat games, you do get like laser planes and stuff. Huh. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to see one on the on the upgrade tree. I'm like, Ugh, I want the laser machine gun. Um, um, okay. And the last wow. thing too, just with the with the next gen graphics, is the the ground the ground textures used to literally be like 2D 
and maybe there would be like a skyscraper that's a rectangle here and there. Right. And yeah. uh but but now it's it's able to be this uh full sculpted 3D thing. Like you see in the first mission even you can see like plumes of smoke rising off this uh military base that's been uh bombed a bit. And you see like individual trees on the islands. Mm-hmm. It's just and, and the, like each of the maps is pretty diverse. Like they're showing you different uh it's not just the same uh terrain, the same assets over and over again. Uh Right. So yeah, that that just adds a lot of visual identity to the game. That didn't have before when you're just sort of like flying around and nearly uh dimensionless air, uh I'd say. Okay. There wasn't a lot to uh There wasn't a lot to bound and to make the sky uh an interesting uh battlefield b- b- besides the central conceit of you know fighting three dimensions hmm. talk about like uh anime weapons and that kind of stuff um i downloaded played and finished uh since we've last talked uh a game called katana zero mm-hmm. um you are a trained killer who uses uh katana and it's not really known whether it's a bathrobe or a kimono that you're wearing. Uh, people <laughs> call it both. Um, but it is um, it is a game. Oh, I'm trying to think how to describe it. it. It's one hit kill. So if someone literally punches you, you're dead. If you get shot, which will happen, you're dead. However, you can slow down time, dodge bullets just by rolling, uh, and you are... It's kind of cool because uh, you have this psychic power that basically explains how you die. um, Because you don't... Your guy doesn't die, necessarily, because what you're doing is you're planning your attack through some sort of psychic ability. So you you go play the uh play the stage or screen or whatever you kill all you have to kill everybody in the room uh yeah for all the levels and you kill everybody um with your just your sword and you can actually pick up things and throw them like uh you can throw bottles and statues and that kind of stuff and um you know different enemies with like different kind of things like there's ones with shields so you got to get behind them before you can hit them and um that kind of oh, stuff. Sorry, did you say this is like a 2D top-down game? 2D, um, 2D in the like Mario style. You're like looking at a cross section. Okay, so side scroller. Yeah, um, but your basically mission is clear everybody in this room or area, multiple rooms, um, and you're a samurai or whatever you are. Like uh, I think they call you a shinobi actually, uh, just like in Sekiro, but. Um, the uh like you just like kill everybody get out and like i was saying like it's all planning so like you if you fail and you get shot your guy says no that won't work and it rewinds and you're back to where you were and so you keep trying until you succeed and then like ah that'll work so like you get then like replays and you notice like you've been you're being videotaped like what you're ha- but you're watching it in real time so like every time you slowed it down and that kind of stuff like it doesn't slow down, so you got to oh, get so to like see the uh, the hot. What yeah, was like that hot, thing called yeah, hot something. Uh, I don't know, I was kind of hot fuzz, but <laughs> it's a movie. Um, super super hot. hot. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah we got it. <laughs> Pretty much at the same time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like super hot where like, but it's not all in slow motion, right? When you're playing, it's normal motion, and you have a limited bar for the slow motion, but. Um, you can use that to deflect bullets back at shooters and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just like a really unique game. And the story is just, it's just insane. It's just it, absolutely insane. Um, and it, it, like, I, again, it's like a very story driven game. There's actually dialogue choices um, where you can actually find out more about what's going on uh, based on your dialogue. And it's not like, hey, I decided to talk to this person to figure out more. It's like 
no, you chose the right reaction or that kind of thing or did the right thing. Uh, I do believe there's some branching, uh, possibly some branching stuff uh, in the dialogue. And it's also unique because there's, there's a, um, there's, there's a time bar for the dialogue choice. Um, so it's got sort of like dating sim mechanics to, to uh, get all the story scenes. No, I think thing different things happen based on what you do. I think that's more of what, like I, I guess maybe not branching past to the end. I, I don't know, but you get different reactions out of people. For instance, and I I was talking to a receptionist of one of the targets I was supposed to go kill because you're actually told go kill this guy, so you have to fight your way through the hotel or whatever you're in. To go oh, get to the cool. guy, so go kill him. A little him. bit hitmany, like it's sort of a, a yeah. world. Yeah, you're told. Um, you're told by a dude. You get a file. You have. You read his file. You burn it, and then you go to the place and do this. But so you walk in, and he carry, he's literally wearing like a bathrobe or or kimono, whatever you want to call it, because it doesn't look good either way. He looks really trashy, <laughs> uh, and a, a katana just strapped to his hip. Uh, and he walks up and like the, res- uh, the receptionist in one of the levels is like, <gasps> are you the cosplay for, and they say some sort of anime that's made up like something, something volume two or whatever. And you have like dialogue choices and you can basically blow her off. Uh, so that like on top of the time bar, there's actually a red time bar that is like, if you press uh, an option during the red time bar it does like the immediately the most abrupt and aggressive uh, option immediately um, so like you end up get people mad at you and don't like you so they don't help you immediately or something like that if you use that but again the dialogue is like I don't so it makes you like be patient to yes to... so then it gets to the oh. red the white portion of the bar and then there's other options and it was very rare, but I did do it a couple times where I, uh, I did hit the red bar. Um, but yeah, like there, there's like, uh, I would say that isn't branching paths as much as there's maybe a couple different things if you do things a little differently. Um, and I do some. You know, really I have cool to say, uh, I don't really care for time dialogue, like if it's like super common in a game. Because that then it becomes like speed reading competition. If you don't read the dialogue options in time, like uh, uh, you get like ten seconds, and like the first two seconds are like the the red. So it's like right. it, I feel it's more punishing button mashing through the story than anything. <laughs> um, I didn't feel it was that bad. I mean, you may not like it because of that, but I didn't feel like it was too hard to read it was and even one of the dialogue choices is that thing in the red um like it's the first one and typically two more pop up so you've already had a chance to read the first one at least and then sure i'm just saying like sometimes i'm playing games at two in the morning and my brain not good fortune okay my brain not good no more Okay. Well, it is a short game. Uh, I finished it in a day, I think, a day or two, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, it's really cool to to just like because like when you get done uh, with like a room and it does the playback for you, it's actually kind of cool to watch the playback. Like really cool because it's like, oh, that looks awesome, and like because like you're kind of more plotting and they speed up speed it up too. Uh, but yeah, and it, it's all. It's got that aesthetic, like you're watching everything on tape also. Like, you know, everything's in the 80s. So, uh, it's a cool game. Um, the story's insane. Uh, I won't talk about the story because, yeah, it's just... There's spoilers galore in this thing. But, like, it's it's pretty cool. Um, and I think I picked it up for, like, $15 or something like that. It, it wasn't bad. Um, and lastly... Um, I've talked about this for many weeks now. I've been playing Titan Quest still. Um, and I was, yeah, I, I, you know, I watched uh, some YouTubers who covered it. I mean, I don't know if anyone covering Titan Quest other than, hey, here's the how to do this X build, which I don't use anyways. Um, but uh, I just, I don't know. I, I was watching um, if 
everyone's familiar with Riker, uh, he does a lot of Diablo three stuff or used to, uh, Diablo news. Um, he's a big ARPG fan. Um, and he was talking about, uh, there's this game that's on, uh, early access called last epoch, which is another Diablo Titan quest, like all that kind of, uh, ARPG style game. And it kind of, I was like, okay, I've never considered going into an open access game. Never. Like I, it was just like, why would I ever do that? Cause it's not done. And I'm, I'm really into myself. Like, I have actually never had a favorite genre of game. Uh, even though Monster Hunter has been my favorite, like I wouldn't, it's kind of hard to pin down what Monster Hunter is other than some sort of mix of an action RPG. But it's, it's not almost great. like video game genres don't define everything and true complete. Right. And, and I've always liked FPSs like Doom, but then again, that doesn't necessarily mean that I like all the Call of Duties. You know what I mean? I've, I've played Call of Duty. I enjoyed a few of them, but. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, you're right. It's kind of hard to pin something down. But, like, that Diablo style of play, I think, is legitimately my favorite time, kind of game. Because I'm, like, getting excited for this early access game. Because I'm like, oh, it's doing something cool and new. And, like, I've never really had that realization that, like, no, I, I'm willing to say, like, Diablo-like games are my favorite kind of games. Like, <laughs> period. Like, getting, you know, loot and that kind of stuff and... I mean, I love Monster Hunter, but a good portion of why I love Monster Hunter is the gear and that kind of stuff. And, you know, fighting the gameplay is by far why, you know, I like most games. But, like, and Monster Hunter, like, for me, is the king of all of them as far as gameplay goes. But it also has that allure of, like, hey, you know, what armor can I make out of, you know, this and help the build and that kind of stuff. So... It was it was kind of cool to realize. Okay, so why am I playing this game that I started playing in two thousand six? <laughs> like, oh, I just like it that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I thought it was pretty cool. Like to to have that realization. Like, oh man, I figured out something about myself. <laughs> so yeah, I will probably end up getting Last Epoch, uh, even if it's in. Like you have to pay. Like I think the lowest amount is thirty five dollars to get in the open beta and quote you know quotations um and it's set to release in april of next year so oh knows? wow but like you can play the Keep first track of that listeners yeah the first two acts or something are, are available and you know they'll keep adding them as they finish them i'm like okay this is this is good but like there's all sorts of stuff there's like chaos bane which is a warhammer universe one that's coming out there's like good five or six of these kind of games coming out and i'm like i'm just swimming in all sorts of games i want to play in the future you know right now our citizens still isn't out yeah but people have given that game millions and millions of dollars and they just keep making expensive ships yep <laughs> um it's supposed to come out next year but i don't know will it you know, a game I was super excited for, uh, I even talked about it on the podcast, and I totally forgot about it until someone reminded me of it, is um, Mario Maker. That's like next month. I totally, oh, yeah. I totally forgot that existed. You know, that exists. Well, well, Nintendo haven't released any other trailers for it, so. Right. I still want it, though. But yeah, like, it's only Iceborne, like, in the near future, like, in this year. Like, it's only Iceborne and Mario Maker that I've been looking forward to. So, like, it's been, like, after Mortal Kombat, I was like, what else is there? <laughs> uh, um, I mean, what is it? That, uh, that Curse the Necrodancer, Krypton Necrodancer sequel is supposed to come out, I mean, spring ends in, in June, so it's gotta come out by then. Yeah, I might try that one, but uh, I like rhythm games, but, uh... I get kind of messed up in it. As much as I was going to be a music major, no kidding, like in college before I switched to computers, like I just, for some reason, rhythm games mess me up sometimes. I get really, I lose the beat. But then it's again, not a rhythm game. It's more of like a um, four-directional, quick turn-based game, let's say. Okay. 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 <laughs> Turn-based action game in a weird way. Sure. 
but you got to keep a tempo. And oh yeah, it's a moving time. Yeah. So I don't know. That's interesting to me, but sometimes that also frustrates me because I can I, I I lose my tempo sometimes, which you know maybe I wasn't meant to be a musician anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do anything like it's usually like basically just like press it the same rhythm every time. They don't usually mix up the beat like guitar or oh, anything. Oh no, I'll I'll mess it up on the same beat. I th- that is something I will do. Well, you know that's why it's that's why there's a, it's a game. It's not a right. not something worse that that's even harder to create challenge. Yeah. Okay. Um. I was excited for, uh, oh man, uh, it's the Hat and Time expansion on PC, the, I think it's Nianta Subway or something, the, like, cat sub, mafia yeah, yeah. subway. Yeah, I saw and, something about that, yeah. And, um, no, it's Nyakuza, because, yeah, cat yeah. on a monopia. Um, but yeah, just, oh man, hat and time, they need to release that DLC on console, and not just Switch, because buy your game on PlayStation 4. Right. Well, I was lucky enough to play it on PC myself, so if I wanted to, I could get into it. Thanks. Thanks for that, Fortuan. I really appreciate you not <laughs> rubbing that in my face. <laughs> Hey, I did it for the podcast, and then it wasn't mm. out on Switch, and then I was like, hey, I could... That was before my computer was in a decent place, too, so it was like, it was painful to play that game. <laughs> like, literally, how I was sitting. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, build-wise, it wasn't in a decent place. I was like, you can run hat and time? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I no, my, my PC's pretty good. I've I've not had any problems. Other than actually, just, no, I've I've had problems with Titan Quest because they didn't optimize it too well on certain things. Oh. So if I, I I have to tab out, I literally I have to like alt tab to get off of the screen, even though I have two screens. Um, and so if like a message pops up on something like a Discord, uh, I can't I can't type respond or anything if I'm playing Titan Quest. So I had to tab out, and occasionally, and I mean this has happened at least six times uh it will crash my computer like my computer goes to a blue screen (laughs) and like does it like a whole memory check and everything and i'm like oh gosh this game yeah i love it but uh (laughs) (laughs) to that that end yeah i've also been i've still been playing a hand or uh my time porsche Mm -hmm. more more time uh, nothing but time, and I did get stuck in the floor in one of the story dungeons. Oh no! Deteriorating because that game only saves when you go to bed, and it says like a calendar system. So I had to replay the whole day and do all of the inventory management and crafting again. Yeah. No, no indie developer. That's not. That's not something. It's tenable. <laughs> But I got past it, and uh, yeah, I guess in that game I've unlocked the desert air region by now. Right. So huh. that that's progressing. It's it's just sort of like more stuff, different uh, contexts. Okay. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we've covered everything we wanted to today. Uh, do you have anything else to say, Haru? Uh, were, did you have something about Sekiro? No, I have not touched it. I've just been doing Mortal Kombat. So, it's the same. Oh, okay, sorry, I was reading an old message. Um yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, this is Fortuan. You can catch me at Pod on Twitter. And you'll probably see me doing a lot more drawings lately. That's what I've kind of been doing. I'm kind of going back and drawing my articles from the D&D stuff I do just for fun um but yeah um i will see you guys uh next quest and on that quest where will you be haru um i'm at a dead gran on twitter 
Oh, I updated my bio. I'm not even putting up a pretense anymore. It's uh, it's <laughs> definitely it's definitely politics at this point. Sure. It's just too much. <laughs> oh my god. Too much to it talk never, about. It never ends. Never ends with that. We we could just put lamb chop on your Twitter. It's a song. Like, what, what's what's the saying? Uh, never a dull moment. Yeah, that's, that's one white word for it. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's true.